Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Amending the Constitution. Once more. Talk is rife that the Marcos Jr. administration will push for the amendment of the 1987 Constitution, and once more and predictably, the bogeyman makes his appearance. The ulterior motive for tinkering with the Constitution is the extension of term limits. This is becoming annoying as it stunts every intelligent conversation on the wisdom, or the folly, of amending the Constitution. To say that the 1987 Constitution is imperfect is to enunciate a self-evident proposition. Like any human document, it is imperfect. Consequently, a priori, there should be no objection to moving from imperfection to a greater degree of perfection. That, of course, entails a number of presuppositions, among them, that those tasked with rewriting the fundamental law are truly civic-spirited and morally dependable. To characterize these as impossible conditions is to impugn the initiative even before it has gained traction. It is defeatist, and deplorable. To propose the amendment of the Constitution is in no way to characterize the present charter as infirm. It is only to acknowledge the obvious, that it is a human legal document that, because of the imperfections that attend every human achievement as well as changed circumstances and challenges, warrant revisit. What we should be busy at is intelligent national discernment first, on whether we are minded to amend the Constitution and second, what parts of the Charter to amend dash, or perhaps whether even to revise the entire Constitution. I have argued repeatedly that the ambiguities in the present Constitution alone call for amendments. While it may be true that some of the ambivalent, if not confusing, provisions have been judicially construed, it is quite a different thing to make clear in the fundamental law what is intended and what is envisioned as the order of things for the nation. That 15 unelected members of the Supreme Court believe the Constitution to mean cannot be superior to what the sovereign people ratify, according as the very text of the Constitution presents itself to them for their approval. I also explained that one of the reasons for the recurrent ambiguities is the fact that the doubtlessly wise and patriotic members of the 1986 Constitutional Commission thought, till the very last minute, that the legislature would be unicameral, until the crucial vote was taken that returned the system to bicameralism. By then, not all the provisions relating to legislative action could be attuned accordingly. Most of the time, proposals center on the economic provisions of the Constitution. But we should be clear about what we propose, and that is exactly why thoughtful exchanges purged of all histrionics and unhelpful polemics are so necessary. Do we want to reduce the required Filipino holding in respect to the exploration, development and utilization of natural resources? Do we want foreigners who authentically have a stake in the future of the Philippines to own land? Should the Constitution open the door to the licensing of foreigners in respect to the resources of the exclusive economic zone or the continental shelf? Along the same lines, are we ready to revisit the provisions on the ownership of schools and institutions of learning? When we debate proposals relative to these concerns, it will be well for us to heed former Chief Justice Hilario David Jr.'s doctrine of intergenerational responsibility, the equity due future generations. If we allow foreigners to own land, will this not be prejudicial to generations after us? And the same question must be raised in regard to similar proposals to allow foreign participation. Since mining the resources in the continental shelf, think of the Philippine, Bentham, Rise, is capital-intensive, then there is good reason to entertain the possibility of constitutional amendments allowing for greater participation of foreigners provided that when calculations are done, the country profits. But the matter of rights may also be felicitously reviewed. 
The right to privacy, for example, is so far confined to provisions prohibiting unreasonable searches and seizures as well as guarantees against unlawful and arbitrary arrests. Should we not entertain proposals on interdicting surreptitious forms of surveillance? In respect to academic freedom, should the present regulatory system continue, with a body like the Commission on Higher Education in fact rendering effete the guarantees of the Constitution? Should we not be thinking along the lines of Justice Marvick Leonin's separate opinion in the Pimentel v. Leb cases where he characterizes every form of state regulation as a vitiation of the guarantee of academic freedom? Finally, if, as has frequently been professed, we want a decentralized government, why should we not entertain, with seriousness and studiousness, the possibility of a federal configuration, or at least the adoption of the system of regions such as is in place in Spain and Italy with regions enjoying a range of autonomy analogous to the autonomy of the Bangsamoro Autonomous Region in Muslim Mindanao, firm? What would be irrational is foreclosing any discussion on the amendment of the Constitution. Let the conversation continue in earnest, and let different positions freely contend, provided that we submit to the norm of rationality, that the better reason should prevail. And if it should be asked, who judges what the better reason is? Then, I can give no better answer than that given by a professor I had at the University of Santo Tomas, Faculty of Arts and Letters, the late, eminent Dr. Ariston Estrada, anyone with the faculty of judgment, which means, every thinking being. Rani underscore Aquino at sanbeta.edu.ph Rani underscore Aquino at csu.edu.ph Rani underscore Aquino at outlook.com